0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. Joining me today is Josh Feinberg, Executive Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at ABM. He's here to talk with us about EV charging and smart parking and how they can help companies achieve sustainability goals while improving the employee experience. Thanks very much for being here, Josh.
1: Thanks for having me, Tim. appreciate it.
0: Before we get into the subject matter, if you would uh, just share some details about your background and your career path and and your role at ABM.
1: Yeah. No, I've spent my career about uh, almost 25 years now in the services space. So, you think of services, are there are any services that are provided to uh, commercial buildings, stadiums, healthcare, anything that's an outsourced service. So, that includes parking, uh, among other things, janitorial, landscaping, construction, all of the above. And spent a good portion of my career on the management consulting side. And then uh, three years ago, came over to ABM where I head up strategy and innovation, uh, as well as our technology team. And more recently, about a year ago, took over the parking parking group. so that's that's my current role. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great career path. and I, I sense the energy and
0: enthusiasm you have for your job just listening to you. that's great to hear. So gotcha. my first question, um, Josh is this one. So you know the pandemic pause and the pace of normal life is is coming to an end, thankfully, and uh, people returning to work in offices and shoppers getting back to retail centers. More and more people are using their own vehicles uh, to get there. So from your perspective, what does that mean for companies that own and operate parking facilities relative to that employee experience that's so important to companies today?
1: Yeah, boy, Tim, it's a dynamic time for the, the parking operators and the companies that own the parking parking lots. If you think of parking and put it in the context, it's the first experience that somebody has with that retail outlet, with that restaurant, with that office, that's the first and last experience that that person has. It's how you arrive at the building and that's how you leave the building. And what's happening now, as you said, is, you know, mass transit is down. So in big urban environments that have mass transit, more people are driving. Uber and Lyft hasn't quite returned to pre-pandemic levels. So lots and lots of cars are on the road. Here's another interesting change. Instead of the dominance of monthly parkers that a lot of the commercial garages rely on during the day, because have the hybrid work that is going on in most cities, people aren't coming on Mondays and Fridays. They're coming in on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Well, they're not picking up a lot of the monthlies. So it's turning much more to daily. And so if you're a parking operator and you have this regular, reliable monthly demand and you only have to fill in a little bit at night in case you want to earn a little extra money for your garage, all of a sudden, it's thrown up. It's thrown up. There's a bit of an upheaval. And so now you have to start thinking about it differently. And because there are so many cars on the road, there's a lot more choice for those drivers. And so as they're thinking about where to go, yeah, sure. If they're going to the office, they're still going to come on in there and they're going to go up to to their floor and and that's going to be something. But there are fewer people doing that fewer days. More people are coming in to experience going out to dinner, going to a game and things like that. So you better be on your, you better have a clean parking environment. You better have an attractive environment, an easy environment, something that's going to, and you have to be able to attract the demand that's out there. So experience is exceptionally important And it, but, but whereas it used to be primarily for those individuals in the commercial garages who are coming in as for their monthly parking and going up to the, to the office or going to a nearby office, it's changed a bit. And so now it becomes much more, much more difficult and much more, we'll talk about smart parking, uh, much more important that you as a parking operator really, really have a sense of who, who are your potential parkers that are out there? Where is that demand and how do I pull them in? And then how do I give them an experience once they're there? It wasn't quite like that pre-pandemic. So things are, things are definitely changing and even changing by the day, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to hear that. So what are people looking for when they use a
0: parking lot or garage now? And how can owners and operators make sure they have that
1: good experience that everybody's looking for? Yeah, it's another good question and another something that's evolving, Tim. You know, the range of garages today, I mean, boy, oh, boy, it has no technology, no wayfinding. And, and a lot of times it's dark and dingy. And you can imagine like that's an environment presenting an experience for somebody that hmm, can be a little bit spooky. It can be a little bit anxious. You know, I'm going to need to find some parking. How do I find it when I get there? Is this the right one? You really want to be presenting and making sure that you're connecting with drivers as best as you can before they make the choice. So this has to be a relationship with some of the aggregators, like a spot hero, but it could also be, you know you own a garage or several garages, you also want to be reaching those drivers you know, yourself. And that could be search engine optimization, some things on Google, you know a lot of folks are Googling, where should I park and that sort of thing. But they really want to build a relationship with parkers more and more. And then once that they enter that garage, it needs to be easy. So, this does not have to be bells and whistles. You don't have to have all the newest technology, but boy, oh boy, if I have to wait at the desk, you think of it from a Parker experience standpoint. If I have to wait initially up front and I can't find the person to let me in, it's going to take me 15 minutes, but I have an appointment and I have to get there immediately, you've already set them off on the wrong path. So, it has to be easy in, easy to find the space, easy out. And it has to be something that, again, feels like a clean atmosphere. Now, as you get garages that get bigger and bigger and bigger, know the demand for experience gets higher and higher and higher because boy finding the right space in a seven level garage is different than in a in a surface lot so it's a bit different but you know again easy pull the anxiety down but really put yourself in the shoes of that parker remember the last time you parked and then think about what it takes and how i can you know again eliminate any anxiety any friction that gets me from through the garage that's really it now making that happen not the easiest thing in the world but certainly that's what you have to really put yourself in the in that car in that driver's seat in order to really think through how to make that as frictionless as possible great makes perfect sense
0: so evs we mentioned we're going to talk about EVs. so electric vehicles more and more of those are hitting the road um how can parking facilities keep up with with the surge in ev use
1: Another good question, and then it's another big trend in the market, Tim. And I suspect for the next five to ten years, you know, as you can imagine, we're going to see this conversion to to EV. Well, when you think about it, a lot of folks are, you know, who live in the same city that they park. Um, they'll charge primarily at home. It doesn't mean they'll charge always at home. It means that they will be charging in parking garages that are out there. And even more importantly, you look at the rental car market. You look at the Ubers and the Lyfts, and they need places to charge as well. What a great opportunity for you as a parking operator or garage owner to provide that opportunity, you know, to to grab that demand and that opportunity. So you really need to start thinking about what's going on within your community. How what percentage of cars are projected to be EV over the next six months, 12 months? You really have to understand what portion of cars that are out there and you really have to track that. And there is industry data that will will help help you understand at a local level what that is. And then you have to match, you know, your your stalls in the garage. Let's say you have a hundred stalls in your parking garage, stall being a parking space. If you have a hundred, what percentage do I need to convert over to EV? That's your first thing. And you probably want to start small. But you want to make it enough so that you don't have people who are coming in and then leaving because they don't have that opportunity. So again, it all depends on the demand, and there are some ways in which you can figure out what it is, and you have to provide the flexibility to add more because you will be adding more as you go. So step one is understanding how many spaces do I want to convert? Step two is finding a, a provider, an installer. And in fact, uh, ABM does this. I, I, actually, we uh, uh, recently were the, not to not to make this an advertisement, but, but we are the largest installer of EV. There are other companies as well that do the, install the chargers. You need to make sure you're picking the right charger for your facility. Do you need a super fast charger? Probably not. Do you need just a level two charger? Probably that's the main, the, most of the cars that are out there, but you need to pick the right equipment because some equipment is more reliable than others. So number one, finding the EV, finding the number of spaces that you want to convert to EV. Number two, making sure you pick the right equipment and finding someone who really knows the business. It's really important because there's a large range of chargers that are out there. And then number three is have a maintenance plan that makes sure that they have uptime. There's about 38, at any given time, 38% of the chargers are down. That's not good. <laughs> That's, That's pretty high. Yeah. That's very high, and it's, and it's and and again, it's higher in some areas. It's lower in others. But it, the reliability is just not there yet. So make sure that you as an, you don't you don't ruin the brand of your parking operation by bringing in some EV. You know, having this opportunity connecting with drivers, they come in and it doesn't work. So make sure you have that understood that there's going to be some, you're going to absolutely need almost like you treat your home HVAC system and, and air conditioning. Make sure that you're having some preventative maintenance and having some things to keep to keep that up. So that's that's the starting point for how you want to start to think about it. Of course, things are going to evolve, right? How do you make a reservation for that? Well, I don't really as a driver want to make a reservation for a space and an EV charger differently. Why do I want to use two different? So again, this is things that you need to start thinking about that go back to, to the experience, but in the immediate term, identify, you know, the demand that's out there for EV and make your garage attractive, you know, with a number of, of, of chargers that exist, you know, people are starting with six or eight or 10 and then, and then seeing, you know, how well you do from there. But again, keep in mind that it's not a one-time install. It is something that needs to be managed unlike a a regular space. You do have to make sure that equipment is up and running or you're going to run into trouble. So we're at the beginning of this, but it's a, it's a fun time and a, it's a there's so much opportunity as a parking operator and EV is just one of them. Excellent. Okay.
0: So you've touched on this already, um, Josh. But one of my questions here was, what are some of the challenges with incorporating electric vehicle charging into parking facilities, and how can the listeners overcome them? You've touched on some of that already, but that's a good question, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there there are challenges that abound. It's it's you know it's again I go back to some of the things and I'll reiterate a few things that I said. Um, Think of it from the past from the driver experience side. so that's really where your challenges are going to arise. and number one, the first thing is having that reservation be easy. So whomever you pick, whichever charger you pick, whichever you know online booking system you might have as a parking gallery, but how are you getting them in there? just make sure you're thinking about, all right, it's going to be a little bit different. you know when I have someone going into the to the EV space versus not, and you don't really want to take up an EV space with someone who's only going to charge for 20 minutes, and then sit there for the next seven hours. So complications, really, and how do I manage this and really trying to get a better understanding of how long they need to use the charger. And in, in fact, you know, kind of playing with some ideas like valet that may allow you to move some cars away from it once it's fully charged. So there are things that you're going to have to do. And it's going to be a little bit of a trial and error. But there are those that are already kind of wrestling with that. But again, I go back to the challenges that arise again from, the, from the thinking about what it what it takes to kind of bring an EV car in to park it, and then make sure that you as the operator are optimizing the time that it spends in that charged capacity versus in a spot that doesn't. So it's all really around that, you know, that you have to really work through. And again, it takes some trial and error from an operational standpoint. Then, of course, I go back to what we said earlier, we talked about earlier, which is the technology you do really have to make sure that you're picking the provider this is a once in about likely to be a once in a 5 year kind of decision you are going to have to replace chargers and replace software because things are going to be updated and evolve that's a 5 years is a long time you know if that ends up being the the kind of the, the lifespan of that and you really want to make sure whatever you're picking right now is the right thing and there are choices that abound so again thinking of it from a reliability standpoint so we know it's up but also making sure that that parker experience, and that driver experience is easy. And so that, that has to do with the user interface that someone has when they're trying to interact with this thing and making sure that it, it works well. So again, the sort of different dimensions to the complexity of it, um, those, are, those are some of the primary. I'll mention one more, which is really interesting. When you put EV chargers and enough of them into a location, it can put a strain on the power grid. When it puts a, if your if your power grid is not sufficient in order to handle charging at one time, so if you have all six or eight or ten chargers running, you need to make sure that you're doing tests. And oftentimes, you will need to have some resiliency put in, basically some power resiliency. It may be a microgrid, you know, as you know they, that that they'll call it, which is effectively like a generator you might have at your house to back up the power in case there's an electrical storm or something like that. It's equivalent to that. Just make sure that you don't overlook that as a parking operator, and hopefully the folks that do the engineer engineering in the building won't allow you to. But I think that's also one that sometimes people forget. Oh, I'll put the chargers in it's just like plugging in a toaster. It's not like plugging in a toaster. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more electricity that it's pulling, and I think what we're going to see on broader scale is that you're you know we're doing some work at. Um, Los Angeles Airport, which I know is outside of the commercial real estate sector, 1,200 chargers at one time. Wow, <laughs> pretty large microgrid wow. that has to be up and and resilient because those garages are not prepared to like you know they're 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 built to make sure the elevator goes up and down. They're not built to make sure the 1,200 chargers at one time can can mm-hmm. run. So again, in the smaller garages where you only have two or four or six, maybe perhaps not as much an issue. But as you start to add them, just make sure that you're getting ahead of the the, the power resiliency and the and the and the grid.
0: Okay. So lots and lots to think about here in the context of this new trend and new application. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh, data comes into play with corporate real estate and commercial real estate in huge uh, ways in terms of you know measuring your occupancy and measuring demand and making things match up. So doubtless data comes into play in the context of what we're talking about here today. So I was wondering about your thoughts on how data can help our listeners manage their smart parking solutions. What problems can good data solve and how can data analytics and the insights uh, that it provides help companies achieve some of those sustainability and ESG goals? We hear a lot about that today. And given what you just said about power, there's gotta be an application here somewhere.
1: Absolutely. Um, This is is the new frontier. The new frontier is gathering up all the data and real-time information from the parking environment, pulling it in, grabbing the insights, analyzing it, making sure you learn from it, and then take actions that folks can implement. And that did really change. There are four outcomes that, you know, we call the smart parking. Um, uh, and, and there are four outcomes that we focus on. You mentioned one, which is sustainability. Absolutely. So when you think about, I'll just hit that one to start. So on sustainability, what does that mean? Lowering the carbon footprint. Some of that can be preparing your garage to be more energy efficient just from the the lighting that you use, the power that you use. Number one, you can be more energy efficient within the garage. Two is you're obviously, you know, changing, moving over to EV is going to help, you know, promote that. So bringing in more electric cars will help to promote sustainability and you will have a lower carbon footprint. Um, Absolutely for sure. But one that people don't think about often, how quickly can that car get to a space? So if I, if I have the, number, the time that it takes. If it normally takes me four minutes, but I can figure out how to get someone to a space through wayfinding, right? Put the green dots above each of the spaces and make sure you know your laser focus, the driver knows exactly where to go. Four minutes to two minutes cuts, cuts the emissions out of that car in half, and it can really have a material impact on the overall carbon footprint of your, of your garage. So there are numerous ways in which you can optimize and create a more sustainable um, environment, but definitely by while you're pulling in the data and understanding you know through license plate recognition technology or otherwise you can track these days with the right technology not a very expensive uh, infrastructure build you know okay this car went from point a to the space in this amount of time you can measure the amount of emissions that are coming out of there it's very tangible you can understand what how much uh, electricity you know a particular space takes up or how much Carbon footprint a car would have versus an EV. This is all very measurable, but it's only measurable if you're collecting the information and collecting the data. So you know how many electrical electric vehicles came into that day, how long they stayed, and supplanted a non electric car. How long a non electric car took to get from the the gate into the space. So again, all measurable with data, and there are ways to collect it through the technology. So sustainability is one outcome. Another one is revenue. So if we think about it, you know, with commercial real estate being quite challenged these days, especially in cities, and with you know, reduction of footprints in some areas because of the folks not traveling to work as much and and whatnot, there's definitely a, you know, a a higher focus on, boy, we could certainly use some dollars coming out of the garage. It doesn't mean to jack up the prices so the consumers become, you know, so, so, you know, despondent with the, with this and don't want to ever come back. It's not about that. It's about really breaking your environment into and, and productizing it. So this could be something like charging an extra 75 cents for a space that sits next to the elevator or maybe it's you know, an extra, you know, depending on what's attractive for that particular environment. But again, there are ways in which you can do this by half an hour, hour increments. You can play with some pricing, different ways to price. You can have a loyalty program, but again, it all comes back to the data that I'm collecting. Do I have a relationship with this driver? Do they know me? Am I able to provide them with sort of preferred pricing or a way in which they can you know, pick a spot? So if I have an online reservation system that allows it, then they can go do that. So again, you have to have the technology to be able to do it and collect the data to understand it. But once you're collecting data, understanding, ah, when I added 75 cents and put them by the elevator, the demand for that location and those five spaces around there went up and I actually got more hours out of the week. So again, it's all about collecting the data, understanding insights, testing a few things, and then seeing revenue again being another one. Um, Third, passenger or Parker experience. So again, it goes back to the experience. This comes from you know customer surveys, understanding did you like it, did you not like it. But again, getting back to what we were talking about before with the with the ease of parking, with the friction frictionless parking, with the ability to come in, get to my space, I, I get treated well by the individual who may or may not be working there. If you have a person working there or not. So, but but again, having data that you can collect to create a more frictionless environment. And be able to make it so the parkers you know goes right through and has this experience making it easy to reserve making it easy this again is going to cause you know people parkers to want to come back and so that's what you're really trying to do and again if you know that this person has come once twice third and they start to see a pattern then it becomes very individualized and then you can start treating them in a way that their patterns share they want so they're coming on mondays okay great i've got your space reserved for you mr jones You know, that sort of thing. So again, it has to do with the data, but that gets to Parker experience. And then the last one is is cost, is cost reduction. So the fourth that can come out of this is cost reduction. So with the technology that you can embed and the data that you can capture and more actions you can take, you need you have less troubleshooting, less, you know, fewer problems that are coming about. You may not need as, as many people working in the garage. So you can kind of take the cost down there. You won't have as many accidents. So there'll be things where oh, the claims aren't gonna, no one's gonna slip, people aren't gonna slip and fall as much again. So you know. Long, long way of saying, you know, there are four ways in which collecting the data, analyzing the data, and doing something with that smart parking, uh, we call it vantage, um, that it can really have an impact in its sustainability, its revenue, its experience, and its cost reduction.
0: Okay. (laughs) Fascinating. Thank you for that excellent and thorough answer uh, to that question. I have learned a lot here. uh, This afternoon, Josh, you're a fountain of knowledge about this. I do have one last question. Um, The major takeaways for our listeners listening to this today, you packed so much knowledge and insight into a few minutes, but leave us with your, your major takeaways.
1: Yep, absolutely. I'll give you three takeaways. For for parking garage operators and owners that that abound across the U.S. in in commercial environments, Um, number one, keep your eye on the changing environment. It is changing dramatically. Take a look and and monitor how many people are driving their own cars versus getting Uber and Lyft, how much are taking mass transit, what's happening with the city congestion, what are the city folks and the city council and the mayors talking about, because that's going to give you a good indication. Um, of just where the trends, where where the puck is going, if you will, if I use a hockey mm-hmm. analogy. Mm-hmm. so keep keep your eye on the trends that are happening. Um, number two, experience, 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 experience. So focus on experience. and that can that can manifest itself in several different ways. But at the end of the day, there's going to be greater competition for cars to come into your environment because of what we were talking about before. More consumer driven activities coming into the city, more choice for those individuals, make your place a a place that people want to go to. And it doesn't require a significant investment, it just requires smart investment, whether it be in technology, whether it be in cleaning up and brightening up your operation, training your individual on the ground in a different way, and then ultimately, you know, again, thinking about it from 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 a data perspective. And that gets to my third takeaway. You know, the days are over, unfortunately, or soon to be over, where it's just, you know no technology a gate not even a gate just drive in give me your 10 bucks and and go those days are over i mean there's too much competition too much technology that's being embedded into the into the garages too much um really smart parking that is that is coming that if you aren't thinking about this from uh not just who i am but also what i'm competing with you're going to fall behind so the investments that you make now in the infrastructure and technology and smart parking are going to make you make it you know get you ahead if you sleep on that, others are going to leapfrog you, and you're going to be at a pretty significant disadvantage. So, again, I think those are the, the the three takeaways that that I would say. You know, look at the trends and dynamics that are out there, and really keep an eye on on what's happening in your local market. Focus on experience, 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 and then third is make sure you're not. Think of it, think of it more as moving into the digital age from an analog garage, because there are a lot of analog garages out there with the very manual operation you are going, going to have to move to more smart parking in order to compete in the future. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Well, again, Josh, uh, it's been great talking with you this afternoon for the podcast. Uh, You've shared so much helpful information. I've learned a lot. And I think our listeners are going to learn a lot, too. So we appreciate very much your sharing these, uh, these insights with Cornet Global. It's been very helpful. Uh, hope you'll come back and join us on another
1: podcast in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely, Tim. Really appreciate you having me and uh, always appreciate and, and really enjoy listening to Cornet. So thank you so much.
0: This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.